You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans, for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on a really happy Thursday as we inch closer to the weekend as the Pelicans beat the Milwaukee Bucks at home 115-108 to in a very good team performance, kind of, with the bigs dominating late in the fourth quarter and the team really taking charge there and closing out a game like we haven't seen yet. What we're going to do in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans, brought to you by mybookie.ag, we're going to recap the game in the beginning. Then I want to look at two different players um, in the second and third segments. I want to look at Drew Holiday, talk about that. How did he play with both bigs on the court, since that was a big topic of discussion on the podcast yesterday. And then talk a little bit about DeMarcus Cousins, who at times made you want to pull your hair out tonight and then completely redeemed himself there in the end in the fourth quarter. We're going to look at both of their individual performances under, you know, the microscope here with our magnifying glasses out. Talk a little bit about that after we recap the game in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So last night's game showed the best and worst of the Pelicans. You had the very maddening turnovers creep up again for the team. They had a total of 21 on the night, though they really kind of cut that down in the fourth quarter, and most of that damage was done in the first three periods. They allowed the Milwaukee Bucks to put up 50 points in the paint, and I said that's what Milwaukee's going to try and do. And even pregame, Alvin Gentry said they want to score in the paint, so you've got to take that away from them. Kind of a reverse of what the Pelicans tried to do against the Houston Rockets on Monday, where they wanted to take away the three-point shot and leave Capella down low to do all kinds of damage with that. And these things are kind of issues that compound on each other. Those turnovers led to 24 points scored for the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Pelicans are lucky that they don't play in, you know, a fast-paced type of offense. They rank in towards the bottom of the league when it comes to pace. And Milwaukee only had just seven fast break points in the game, but they managed to get it done in the half court because the Pelicans were just making it worse on themselves. Or after one of those turnovers where they thought they were fouled, they were kind of screaming at the refs, trying to get the foul call instead of hustling back on defense. We saw that from both DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis last night, where it was more evident uh, than we've really seen before. But like I said, you saw the worst and best of this Pelicans team, or best and worst, whichever way you want to look at it. And this Pelicans team put up 35 assists on the night and managed to close out a game, which is really something they haven't done. They built their lead and kind of towards the end of the third, took the lead and kept on going through the fourth quarter, playing some of their best basketball, not turning the ball over, seeing great play and hustle from DeMarcus Cousins in the fourth to ice the game. He, on the night, had 26 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists. 9 turnovers isn't good. He had 6, or sorry, 5 of them, I think, in the first half, um, and then kind of followed that up as they started the third. You saw weird play at times from different guys. Rajon Rondo wasn't as effective. They kind of benched him down the stretch. He only played 18 minutes, and then... 
a weird story, which let's address now because this is two games in a row something like this has happened. At Towards the end of the game, uh, Rondo was going to be subbed in by Coach Gentry, and he said, no, keep Jameer Nelson in. This lineup's playing well. Don't put me in. That's the second time in two games. You'll recall uh, Monday's game against the Houston Rockets. They were, he wanted Gentry wanted to sub DeMarcus Cousins back in. Cousins said, no, this unit and this lineup's playing well. Let them get a little bit more run and continue to stay on the bench. Two games where Gentry's tried to make a sub and both players have said, no, they're playing better and kind of gone against the coach's wishes and rotation. And it turns out that that's the correct call. That's a little bit weird. I'm not going to say that Gentry's making poor decisions, anything like that. But again, just something to keep an eye on because something about that doesn't quite sit right with me. I don't exactly know what it is, but I think most people would agree. Again, a little bit weird. You had Anthony Davis do his normal Anthony Davis thing, 25 points, 10 rebounds. Each one more has continued to be absolutely outstanding in the month of December. And I'm glad I did a podcast uh, about a week or so ago calling him very underappreciated. 21 points on the night, four of six shooting from three. You had Darius Miller step in at times. He only played 22 minutes, three of five from deep. Jameer Nelson played 30 minutes about in that game and was just a calming force out there getting things going. And I think the reason that the Pelicans played him longer versus Rajon Rondo and Rondo's minutes being low is this Milwaukee team is long. They've got arms everywhere and long ass arms everywhere. Those passing lanes aren't as open as they would be against another team. So when Rondo drives and kicks, they have a chance to really mess up those passes. You kind of need to play shorter ball. You're not going to make skip passes against this team. You need to just get the ball to whoever is your left or your right. And that's where Jameer Nelson is kind of the safer play during this time. And so that's kind of what I think was going on there, though. Of course, Rondo's your starter. You want to get him in. And he has Drew Holiday play his best ball. Holiday did not live up to the past six games that we've seen. 16 points on the night. Eight assists are good. It was 2 of 4 from 3, which is good. Shot 6 of 14 on the night, 42.9%, under 50%. said this might be a thing that's going to happen because he doesn't play as well with those two bigs out on the court. But, of course, we're going to talk about that in the next segment coming up in just a minute. So before looking at Drew Holiday and DeMarcus Cousins, look, Holiday Cash, you need it, and I know where you guys can get it. MyBookie.ag is the place to score serious cash on your sports predictions. You're a smart sports fan. Show off and win some money doing it. Believe it or not, the holidays are just right around the corner. They're coming right on up here. And while that means plenty of parties, gifts, it also means spending. But it also means there's a lot of sports. There's lots of football. We got bowl games kicking off starting this weekend with the New Orleans Bowl. Basketball, how much fun is Christmas Day basketball? Hockey games, so with mybookie.ag, you can score big on every single day. Man up and play like the pros on game day. You can play the money line, side, totals, over-unders, whatever you want. MyBookie is your hookup for all your betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win. That's the biggest thing. You don't want money taking two weeks to get to you or to not have a really easy cash out or cheap option where they hit you with fees. MyBookie.ag takes care of you. 
Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money betting the games, you've got to go to mybookie.ag. They're the only site that I'd recommend. That's what I personally use. You guys hear me talk about lines and different things like that. And it's because I trust them. But you don't want to just take my word for it. Check them out yourselves. They have odds on every matchup and a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. Join now and MyBookie will even match your deposit up to a 50% bonus. You need to use a specific promo code though. That's locked on NBA to activate the offer of a 50% bonus. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So Drew Holiday came back down to earth this game after this previous six-game stint where he was averaging about, you know, nine points more than he's been averaging so far this season. He had 16 points on the night, uh, eight assists, four rebounds, three turnovers. So overall, a pretty good stat line. He got to the line a little bit, was two of four from there. Uh, Then from, what was it, two of four from deep, so hitting his shots, and finished six of 14 overall. So 16 points on 14 shots not ideal it's above one which is good which he doesn't normally average with Davis and Cousins out there so that's nice to see but again that efficiency and effectiveness that we've seen the past handful of games just wasn't there tonight again he was averaging right around 27 points per game on 18 shots he took 14 tonight and only put up 16 points that's a difference of 11 right there or so and that again is a bit surprising his effectiveness and efficiency peak in certain situations and other situations they don't they it, it, it just isn't working and I've got numbers to back up what I've been saying for a while and this goes back to last season I think Truly, and this is why I was a bit against giving him a big deal, though I understand that, you know, the Pelicans didn't really have much of a choice with this. But him coming back down to earth and having the worst game he's had over the past six games, I don't think is a coincidence when Anthony Davis was back and playing 36 minutes and kind of looking healthy-ish from that groin injury. I don't think it necessarily counts when he's not effective against other teams like it was against Sacramento. So, you know, his shots drop by four, but then the efficiency tanks. And I don't really know exactly what's causing it. I think, as I've been explaining to people, and you're all welcome to tell me if you think I'm wrong, that it's more of a rhythm thing, that he knows what his role is when Davis is out, and that's to be a score. And even though you've got Rondo out there to make him that two guard, or Jameer Nelson out there to turn Holiday into that two guard, he still has a natural inclination, and maybe it's from two or three years of playing with the guy, um, to get Davis the ball. And it's just as simple. This is what he's been doing, and they're asking him to do a different role. But at a certain point, I think you have to say that kind of period wears off, the adjustment period, and that isn't the case. And maybe we need to look at it with this just isn't the most effective and efficient role for Drew Holiday. He's certainly, I don't think anyone's going to say, good enough to be your second best player on a deep playoff team. But maybe he's too good to be the third wheel or the type of player that he is doesn't make him suited for that third player role. And I think that's really part of it. I think he needs to get a shot going. I think he needs to get it going early. He needs to be attacking early to really be the most effective player. He doesn't hurt you right now necessarily, but I wouldn't say that you're thrilled with the play you're seeing from him. It's just kind of, okay, this is above average, which for the money the Pelicans are paying him is what it it should be. 
Come on now. So it's an interesting situation. I think the, the biggest thing, if this is kind of the holiday we're looking at and we see what he can do without AD, um, and maybe he just can't do that with AD, and I don't think expecting him to get 37 points with Davis on the court and Cousins is a realistic thing, though that would be truly, truly wonderful. But that's going to come at the expense of shots for some other players. Kind of. It only takes him four more shots to really get going. You can find those somewhere, I'm sure. I'm sure more Davis and Cousins right there would each give up one, take one away from Rondo. That's four shots. Maybe this is possible. So the Pelicans need to find lineups that really make the most out of him because I think that's what they're really going to need, especially when you're only playing an eight-man rotation uh, and Omer Oshik's one minute and 57 seconds don't really count in the game. They put him in there just to get one of uh, Davis or Cousins on the bench to get some rest before the end of the first quarter. That was where his run came through. Um, you know, you, you need to maximize everybody at almost any given time because you don't have another guy that can come in and step up and if you're having guys out on the court just because you need bodies it's not a good thing you need to somehow be making the most out of this and holiday again i feel like i could have told you guys and i think i kind of basically did yesterday that he was going to come back down to earth not in a big way it's not like he had single digit points or anything like that but after the games he'd been having, 16 points on 14 shots, I don't think is going to get anyone really excited. And you'd like to see the Pelicans trying to find lineups and doing different things with him that would you know, make him that player we've seen or at least get you maybe closer to 24 points, 25 points a game from him because that would be a big boon for this team, even though the offense has been really good so far this year or at least in the past stretch of games. You know, the defense still struggles. Getting more offense wouldn't be a bad thing. I think that can certainly help maybe counterbalance some of that bad defense. So since I've been talking about Drew Holiday a lot, that's what is going to be the question of the week for LockedOnPelicans.com, which will run on Friday, where each of our writers over there at LockedOnPelicans.com are going to give a bit of a take on there and talk about him and what they've seen and think about him in this recent run of form from him. And at this point, we'll have a few more games now to kind of have looked at it. Um, and I think this is a good game to also look at it through that lens. So make sure you check out LockedOnPelicans.com on Friday. So the other player I wanted to look at tonight is DeMarcus Cousins. And again, he kind of summed up how this Pelicans team played too, where there were a lot of maddening things followed by a lot of good. And it still leaves you with an uneasy feeling maybe about the team, about the player. You know, in the first half, as I said in the opening, I think he had five turnovers there were some really kind of just boneheaded bad decisions on offense that led to some of that. You know, there's like the one or two threes where you're like, really, that early in the shot clock, you're going to take it. There's the not getting back on defense and complaining, and you got to worry a little bit. I'm not going to go this hot take yet, that that infects part of the team as well. Um, because we saw more from Davis tonight than I think I'd ever seen before, and that was a bit concerning. Uh, and so... You know, it, it's one of those things where you're like, God, this guy is annoying and I hate him. And we've heard this for years, for seven years in Sacramento. And he'd been on his best behavior here in New Orleans. And I think some of the other behaviors are just reverting a little bit to who he is. And it's part of what you're going to have to do. And then in the fourth quarter, he absolutely takes over the game and dominates and completely redeems himself. He had a good game, 26 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists. 
you know, sometimes you can live with him having high turnovers, and that's just part of who he is as a player, and that's okay. You know, if he has six a game, I don't think anyone's going to be that upset about it. You'd like it to be lower, of course, but that doesn't necessarily kill the team. And this was, you know, a team as a whole, everyone contributing multiple turnovers and things like that. So he goes out in the fourth and plays incredibly well, and it opens up the Pelicans' offense. I mentioned in the beginning they had 35 assists the first time since 2010 they've had that many in a game. And almost, not almost, a good chunk of those late in the fourth quarter came off of weak side cuts. Boogie and Davis were so dominant down low um, late in the fourth with Boogie getting put back dunks, coming out of nowhere to just dunk over two bucks and doing different things and being just a beast and taking over the game and inserting himself that the Bucks were scared. They had eyes on him. So every time Giannis took his eyes off his man who was standing in the corner, that guy cut right to the basket. And Cousins found him. Or, you know, Nelson found him. Or Holiday found him. And this happened all the time. Moore got a few of his buckets that way in the fourth quarter where all of a sudden he realized the defense was so keyed in on DeMarcus Cousins that he bolted, got the pass from him, and put up the easy score and ended up having a great game. And that's really what kind of iced this game and put it out of reach was these smart plays and everything clicking for this team. But it also drives you insane a little bit. And I had a friend of mine text me saying he's kind of frustrated with Gentry and all of this offense and everything like that. And I said, you know, it's, it's not necessarily on only Gentry. And I was saying this on Twitter last night. Anyone who wants to be defending Gentry when people want him fired, especially if you're a blogger or something like that. Like, come on. People are going to think that. And it's also not so black and white as just saying, well, the players are who turns it over. It's not Gentry out there turning the ball over himself. Of course not. There's far more nuance to it than that. And we need to have that discussion. And nobody should be saying it's one or the other. But Gentry's left in a weird spot. And it's not that he's calling timeouts and not saying anything to the players or DeMarcus when things are going poorly or he wants a behavior to change. He is saying it. Now, the players might not be listening and they still go out and do whatever. Is that on Gentry or is that on the player? Or is it actually on both and we should look at it as such? But then Gentry's left with one option, really, and that's to bench the guy and put someone else in the game. These, You know, you can't take Cousins out do you want him benched for a chunk of the fourth quarter because he's acting like an idiot out there or being stupid or or being selfish with the ball I think you'd still rather have him out on the court because of the talent and the good things he does and this is going to be the case with any star player in the league there's times where they're going to piss you off and you but you can't bench him and what are you supposed to do and part of it is because maybe this isn't the guy that Pelicans actually truly wanted I can tell you they'd been offered DeMarcus Cousins in a trade before, and they said no. They'd also, it was for Anthony Davis, uh, so of course not. But they also had not kicked the tires on him after that, knowing that maybe the Kings were going to be open to moving him because this maybe wasn't a guy they wanted to fit on the team. And then when they were desperate at the trade deadline last year and they, he came in so cheaply, you kind of have to pull the trigger and deal with the headaches of it. And that's the situation the Pelicans find themselves in. But... He shows the good and bad, and sometimes the good, as it did last night, outweighs the bad along with a combination of other players and people chipping in. 
And man, but I get it. It drives people crazy. It drives me crazy. I can understand why some people just despise him and don't want him on the team and want to move away from it because of some basketball. And then, like I said, he goes and totally redeems himself. It's kind of a bit of a love-hate relationship. But his good overcame the bad last night, and he really did help key this Pelicans team to victory late in the fourth quarter. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans, brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Going to dive into more Drew Holiday tomorrow, maybe Etwan Moore as well, and some of these other guys, and talk a little bit about a couple of different things, because that was a very fun win last night, and I want to look at some of these guys who are being key contributors. My goodness, has Etwan Moore been playing well recently, and exactly what you want to see out of him. So thanks for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow for the final podcast of the week. 